Come, Holy Spirit, come, teach us the Word of God, fill us with the love of God, and transform our hearts to know the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, good morning. It's great to be back. Great to see you all uh, to get back into the saddle. We love this gospel story because it seems familiar. It's in the setting of a home. Uh, We know how sisters and how brothers and families work, and so it's sort of familiar, and we we like that. Uh, And so on one level, we think we understand what is going on. There is a deeper level that is unstated, mostly in the text, that I want to unpack for us to help us understand in a deeper way what this story is really about. And uh, I hope that we're successful in that endeavor. One commentary said that Martha meant well with her detailed hospitality, but the good she had chosen was the enemy of the best that she might have chosen. Martha let herself get caught up in the multitude of works that she thought were essential and could not see that that one needful thing, the essential thing, was devotion to Jesus. So all of us sort of get that. Martha was busy, maybe overdoing it a little bit. We can sympathize with Martha. I promise in your home and my home, if someone that we thought was really important was coming, we would overdo it, wouldn't we? We would be anxious if it was a movie star, if it was a rock star, I, I, can't, I don't know what the cultural connection for us would be, a politician, I don't, whatever your thing is, if that important person, you would be anxious and probably overdue and miss the whole point. The point of hospitality is to actually be with the person who is there. And in that sense, Martha certainly, in her posture being close to Jesus, Uh, fulfilled that. But there's a deeper level of what's going on in this story, and it has to do with the culture. Now, we live in a culture that is so different than the Middle Eastern Mediterranean culture that Jesus lived in, we can't even hardly understand it. So the first thing would have been, there are male spaces in the home, and there are female spaces in the home, and you don't cross over one to another. In the Middle East today, this still exists, where there are male places and female places, and you don't have the freedom to just go one to the other. So what is happening is, is Mary is at the feet of Jesus. That's the first thing. And women in those days were not able to be disciples of a rabbi or a teacher. They had different duties, a different life. Only males did that. So it was amazing that Mary had crossed this line and was at the feet of Jesus, which means that she was in the posture of a disciple, which means that she was close to Jesus in a male space, listening to the prophet, just like a disciple. And what did Jesus do? Jesus welcomed her to that position. 
And in fact, Jesus, in fact, blurred, blurred those cultural lines because he had in his larger group of disciples women that came with him. And in fact, it was women who funded the ministry of Jesus as he went from place to place. Did you know that? So, Jesus had a different idea that in fact not only men could be disciples but women could be disciples as well and that was something that made him suspect and uh, upset people no doubt. So part of Martha's frustration underlying this I'm doing all the work was is that Martha or, or rather Mary you are crossing the line. And one of the experts who has lived 40 years in this culture and has studied all of these cultures says this, in our Middle Eastern cultural context, Martha is more naturally understood to be upset over the fact that her little sister is seated with the men and has become a disciple of Rabbi Jesus. It is not difficult to imagine what is going through Martha's mind. In all likelihood, she is saying this is disgraceful. What will happen to us? My sister has joined this band of men. What will my neighbor say? What will the family think? After all this, who will marry her? This is too much to endure. Are you getting the idea of how, what this is going? And so it's not just about, you know, I'm a little uh, overburdened with, uh, you know, the food. There are things going on underneath that are much different. And so what we have to remember is, is that Jesus is the prophet who is bringing the word of God and he is the gift and he is in fact the meal. So whatever Martha is worrying about, it doesn't make any difference. Mary has found her place as a disciple at the feet of Jesus, which that's a language for a disciple, someone who studies under someone else. Paul said, I sat at the feet of Gamaliel, which was one of the leading rabbis of his day, which means that he studied as a disciple under a master. And so Mary has crossed over into uncharted territory and is at the feet of Jesus, devoted to him and to his teaching, listening to the words of the prophet. And Jesus says, that's the better part. And it won't be taken away from her. So Jesus, obviously, it seems obvious to us, welcomes both men and women to discipleship. But we miss that this is, in fact, the context of this story. It's not about sisters in a squabble. The other reason we know this is that this is in a section of Luke where Jesus and his disciples are headed towards Jerusalem, and he has just sent out the 70 to go into towns and to villages and to basically say, the kingdom of God is at hand, meaning it's among you because the king is here. Jesus is God's king, and this kingdom is now among you and available to enter in. Are you going to accept it or reject it? And we uh, have notice of Jesus that the towns do accept it, there's a blessing to the towns who don't. Uh, these messengers of Jesus are supposed to wipe the dust off of themselves and say, see you later. And then 
this lawyer says, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells the parable of the good Samaritan. And Jesus says, basically, anybody you come across is your neighbor. And now the question is, who is a disciple? And even though Martha was doing her part in hospitality to this preacher, this prophet, it was Mary who answers the question, who is the disciple? It's Mary. And so Mary is our inspiration today because she has chosen to be the disciple of Jesus. Well, we have to ask ourselves, are we devoted in this same way that Mary is? To be a disciple means that you place yourself under the teaching authority of a master. And Jesus, of course, is the master. And so we uh, have to ask ourselves, are we a disciple? Because a disciple is someone who prioritizes in their lives the word and the authority of the master, of Jesus. So do we prioritize listening to reflecting on and seeking to follow the word of Jesus, our master, because that's the definition of a discipleship, a, a disciple. Now, we have advantages to be able to listen and hear the word of God that many, many around the world don't. We have numerous Bibles, numerous studies. We have things online. We can listen to it on tape. And one of the things that we as disciples of Jesus have to do is incorporate his word into our lives so we can hear it, so we can think about it, reflect on it, so it can go deeply into our heart. And so if we are not regularly exposing ourselves to the word of God written, not not even to speak of the word of God in prayer, Jesus, the Word of God. But if we are not exposing ourselves to the Word of God regularly, we must begin right now. And the only thing that we really have to do is just say, I'm going to read a chapter of the New Testament every single day. And if you miss a day, just double up on the next one. This is the gift and the meal that Jesus gives us that we need to incorporate in our lives. And no one can say they don't have time to do it because it only takes 10 minutes. And if you want to record your television show, all you have to do is record it and you can look at it later, 10 minutes later, after you've read the Word of God. There's no excuse, none, none whatsoever, that we have as disciples of Jesus that we cannot begin to incorporate and hear this word of God. We have chances to hear God's word here in worship, but also we have numerous Bible studies within this community that are excellent. And if you want commentaries, I could cover you up with commentaries. Uh, It might be best just to read and sort of ponder and just soak it in. You don't have to become an expert. We just have to hear the word of God. Well, Jesus came on the scene and said the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. The time is now. It's fulfilled. 
I, the king, am ushering in this rule and reign of God, are you going to be a part of it? Are you going to reject it? And that's the context where we receive all of these things. Now, uh, what's interesting is to note that Mary was listening to the prophet of God, to someone that she was drawn to, a rabbi, a teacher, but she didn't know the fullness of who Jesus was. But we do, as Christians now. We know that, as Matt mentioned in our passage from Colossians, we know that Jesus is not only the prophet, he is, in fact, the image of the invisible God. And, in fact, that through the Son and Word of God, the second person of the Trinity, all things, in fact, were created through him, and get this, and for him. The world was created for Christ. However you sort that out, that's what it says. So not only made through Christ, but actually for him. He's the head of the body of the church. All things in this universe hold together in Christ Jesus. Now, He's making peace on heaven and earth through the blood of his cross, bringing all things together. And and he seeks to present you and I holy and blameless at the end, the judgment, the consummation of the kingdom, where there will be the renewal of this world that was created through him and for him. So that's the larger context of all of that. And so how much more shouldn't we want to hear the word of the person who created this universe, who holds it together, who is the head of all things, who has redeemed it, who is in the process of renewing it, and who wants to present us, his church, as a holy and blameless bride at the end? Well, that's the context of what we have. So... Uh, the king is present, his word has gone forth, let us take the example of Mary, who wanted to be the disciple of Jesus, and take up that discipleship upon ourselves, and incorporate in us, and with us, this word of God, that we would listen, that we would hear, obey, and follow it, That is what we're called to do. We have an invitation. We have an invitation every day to sit at the feet of Jesus in devotion. Let us not waste away our time and energy on so much lesser things. The good news is you can have a regular diet of the Word of God and still catch all of the Netflix shows you want to. Amen.